You're listening to Rolling Toe with trucking experts Kevin and Mike Beckett. This is the show where you ask the questions and we give you the diagnosis on how to get the most out of your truck. We'll talk about avoiding wear and tear, knowing your suspension and axles, and how to get more mileage from your tires. We're on the audio road. Let's get rolling. Well, good evening. This is Mike. This is Kevin. And we have Jeffrey from Fleet Air with us. How you guys doing? We're doing good. Yes, sir. We're um, we're just discussing where he was calling from. He's calling from Mobile, Alabama. And we're in Des Moines, Iowa. And those of you who have not seen the national news in the last two weeks may not realize that it is just a little bit difference in temperature between there and here. Little, small. Just a little. Small. Yeah. So <laughs> what's your what's your temperature down there now? That's a well. Oh. It's uh, in the fifties, I believe, right now. Fifties. Oh, so cold. Temperature here is zero. Ugh. Zero. Uh, this morning it was twelve below zero. Yeah, my truck said it was negative two. Yeah. Uh, you're driving, you're driving a Toyota. It doesn't know what temperature is anyway. Right. Yeah, you, you guys can have that. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to get colder here tonight. Yeah. Okay, cool. We're experiencing this the uh, system going through right now, so we're we're yeah. ready for colder temperatures. You know, we're down mm-hmm. by the beach, so down by the beach, down by the beach. Cool. All right, we're way so, south. <laughs> so 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 this show is is um, all about tire wear and handling. Okay. Right. And you guys are all about air infiltration. Correct. Correct. Okay. All right. So so before I get to be a complete smartass about this, what is it that you guys do? Well, we are the originators of the fleet air filter. We, uh, we do the design. We build, manufacture, uh, everything we can to, you know, for the, the trucks that are out now. Um, we've, uh, we've been doing it for about 11 years now. So we, uh, just trying to get some more exposure. We got some great new products coming out, uh, for, for some of the newer trucks and mm-hmm. just trying to get the word out. What kind of problems do the new trucks have or the old trucks with the existing filter systems that come out on them? Well, most of them are a little expensive. Uh, you, Some of the older trucks, they're not as uh, bad as the newer trucks. They're, they're fairly reasonable in price. What we offer is a lifetime washable air filter. So it's the last air filter that they have to buy. You know, it's uh, It saves them quite a bit of money in the long run. Um, you know, fuel mileage-wise, we we score anywhere between two to four tenths average in off trucks. Uh, some of the newer trucks that have these crazy, crazy filters in them, uh, we actually have been getting closer to a half mile per gallon out of them. Is that because so your that the air flows through your filter easier? Yeah, we it it offers more airflow. Uh, it's about 30 to 40% better airflow than a stock paper filter will. 
Hmm. Uh, so that's a good thing. And then, you know, you, they can take it out and clean it simply with Dawn dish soap and water. Dawn. That's Dawn. the stuff they wash off the, the, the birds that get stuck in the oil slicks, right? That's correct, because it cuts okay. grease really, really well. Okay. Now, I'm I'm a little confused. Why would the truck manufacturers put in an air filter that has that much restriction in it? Uh, I guess affordability for themselves. You know, they mm-hmm. they can get them a little bit cheaper than, you know, the consumer can. So why not put them in there and, you know, pad the pockets of, you know, the big filter manufacturers. Okay. When they uh when they need one and they they get damaged or uh used up then you can just go and replace it and you know spend money on another filter that can you know not do near the job that it needs to do for you guys. And I see the you're you're saying that the newer trucks have a worse filtering problem than the older trucks do? Oh yeah, they've You've gone from these huge cylinder style can air filters on the outside of, you know, your Peterbilts to these mm-hmm. little tiny, you know, they're eighteen inches wide by, you know, twelve inches tall. Mm-hmm. And that that's not gonna be near adequate airflow. So um, if you convert you know, to yours, where do they put this? Obviously you can't put it in the same place that the new trucks are. Of course you can. It uh, oh. well we we've come up with a design for them. Uh, everything is made out of aluminum. The the newer style that we're doing for uh, that we're about to release here in the next week or so. Um, they are uh, CNC machined out of billet aluminum, so you know they're heavy duty. They go mm-hmm. in the same spot, but what you're getting is. Uh, about four times the surface area that you can get from a stock filter from, say, Donaldson or Baldwin. Okay. So, uh, in the long run, it, it's a it's a lot better for them, uh, and you can just, like I said, take it out, clean it with Dawn dish soap and water. Uh, there's an oil that we we use, uh, manufactured by Clot Synthetics. And what that does is it gets the finer dust and dirt, and it keeps it inside of the filter instead of it flowing through to the engine. Got it. And what that does is just makes everything so much cleaner. Uh, those that the guys that do the the oil analysis and all, they should be able to see a huge difference in how clean their oil is with running our filter. Okay, so so your micron filtration is smaller than theirs because of the oil entrapment. Right. Okay. But without the oil on it, your micron filtration is basically the same size as the OE stuff? Uh, it's still going to be smaller, um, but it is uh, the oil is the, the key to filtration for the trucks. That's the um, polish. The oil is what you, yeah, you definitely need that. Um, okay. There, there are other manufacturers that have a, a washable filter, but they do not use that style of oil, and it, it really is just doing the same thing that you know with the 
same thing as a paper filter. Honestly. Got it. Okay, so if I've got a truck and I've got a newer model truck, and I'm going to go buy a filter for it from Freightliner, Kenworth, Peterbilt, or the aftermarket, what kind of price am I going to pay for their standard filters? Ballpark. Uh, right now, the newer trucks we've seen them as high as uh, you know a hundred dollars for uh, an OEM filter. That, okay. You know, you may have to change out in the. Uh, We've heard guys at you know the Gats and Matt shows that they're having to change them out sometimes every two weeks. We we've, we've heard them be able to run for several months on them. So you know over the, the span the of a year, right? And over the right. span of a year, you know that gets pretty expensive. Um, and then we've had a few calls we're we're going to be working on in 2017 the. Um, International Lone Star filters. Mm-hmm. Those are twelve hundred dollars for OEM filters. <laughs> Six hundred dollars for paper air filters. Okay. All right. So, so if a guy's there if are a guy's, guys spending, out there. If a typical guy is spending a hundred dollars every other month for a paper filter, he's spending six hundred bucks a year, right? Right. Okay, what would it cost him? And, and I know it will de- depend on exactly what make and model a truck is, but what's a typical cost to convert over to yours? Uh, well, the the newer filters, like uh, we were talking about earlier, that are that we're going to be releasing, they're going to be four forty nine, four hundred forty five forty nine dollars for the filter. Uh, seems like a lot, but like I said, it's a lifetime filter. Well, it's you less than he pays it a year, and then you got a lifetime. Exactly. Okay. And okay. not to mention the fuel mileage that he will get out of it, which will be more beneficial as well. So I, if he's yeah, getting a half I tend mile to, per gallon. Yeah. Well, being being in the business we're in, uh, we stay out of fuel mileage, okay? If I can right. justify it against the cost of what I'm doing now and get an ROI of a year or two out of it, and it's going to last me lifetime, which to me it'd be three or four years, because uh, about that time I'm going to get rid of the truck anyway. Uh, then it's a good deal. Right. So it sounds like yours ROI's out pretty good. Yes, the very good. Okay, all right. And then if you get the bonus of the fuel mileage, that's extra. We don't worry about that. Yes. Okay. Cool. We, very in good. our business, we do worry about the fuel mileage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Now, what are you going to do for tire life? Oh well, like I said on the last time we were together, we 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 can help because then you know they can go out and they can get the the uh, whole system for you know MD alignment. They can get the the hookup with you guys and make sure that they well, get their that, tires in that order. Is, that'd be nice, <laughs> but I want to I want to know if we put cleaner air in the tire, does this goose any good? <laughs> of course, I would think so, wouldn't you? <laughs> Sounds reasonable to me. <laughs> All right, we do have a few people with questions on the line. Let's uh, let's go to sure. some of those and see if some of them have questions about the air filter stuff. Right. Who, who's our first one? Awesome. Five eight zero area code. Five eight zero. Where, where do you think that's from? Uh, I want to say Virginia. You got a guess, Jeffrey? <laughs> Virginia. We'll go with Virginia. 
Okay, it's Oklahoma. You both don't know what you're talking about. Uh, is, uh, is, he, is he still in Oklahoma? Yes. Not if he's smart. <laughs> Let's find out. Hello, 580. Okay, can you hear me? We can hear you. How you doing? I'm doing fine. I'm leaving Kansas, going into Colorado right now. I knew he was a smart man getting out of Oklahoma. <laughs> I, I actually had a question for you, but I have a question for Jeffrey also. Start with Jeffrey then. Have you got my 579 filter beat uh, built yet for Peterbilt 579? We are, we've just received the seals this past week. Everything is fitted up, so uh, we should be doing something this week. Um, so your uh, your 579 filter is ready. Awesome. So we, if if we could, didn't have to go and try to get other people to help us, if we, we had everything in, in one house that we could do, and make supplies, we would do a lot better. But when we have to wait on other people, that's usually when we <laughs> we all get frustrated. So it's been a long process, but they are ready. Well, mine mine actually cost somewhere close to one hundred and fifty dollars for the for the yeah. paper filter. And how often do you have to replace right. that? I've been replacing mine every six months, but they're pretty darn dirty when I do it. Got it, got it. So at that, you're still spending three hundred bucks a year. Yeah, three hundred dollars a year. And it may not be doing as good a job as it should. And if they're that dirty, they're clogging up your airflow, which has got to be affecting your fuel mileage, right? Right. Well, I keep really good records, so I'm gonna expect a fuel bounce when they, I put that filter in there, and I'm a, and I also uh, use the OPS um, sample system, and uh, and I'm gonna want to. I want to see my uh, samples come back better, so I'm going to hold you to it. We'll be looking for a report back on that. And uh, my question for you guys is, I'm running Continental steering tires. I'm running the heavy-duty ones. Uh-huh. And um, and I've got about 70,000 miles on them. They're wearing really nice, but on the right-hand one on the passenger side, on that outside rib, it's probably, what, an inch and a half, inch and three-quarters wide. It's got mm-hmm. a couple of flat, flat spots coming on. Really, I, I I found two of them. They're like directly across from each other. And okay. Starting, and uh, I have not are rotated you, these tires yet. Are you driving right now or are you parked? I am driving. Okay, so you can't do my test then. What I want you to do, we could do it while he's driving. No, I don't want him leaning out the passenger side. What I want him to do is turn the steering wheel and count how many turns it goes to the right. No, 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 no. He's, he's, no it ain't going to work while he's driving. Okay. So when you're parked, I, I want you to I turn the steering wheel. Let me, let me throw this out here. My first set was Goodyear's, and, and I did not have any problem with them. Okay. I put 125,000 miles on them, and they they were really nice. And I've actually took them off too quick. Okay. Well, I still would like to know how many turns the wheel goes to the right. 
Okay. If it goes if it goes more than two turns, the wheels are cutting so sharp that you're leaning the tire up on its outside shoulder, and it will wiggle and start cups on the outside shoulder. And that's why we see it on the right front tire. When you turn to the left, and if you turn just as far to the left as you do to the right, the steering gearbox holds the left front tire and prevents it from wiggling. Right. So I've heard we're you talk about that before. Yep. So... It could be a 55-degree wheel cut. It could be some other stuff. But the first thing I want to know is how many turns to the right. If it's more than two, that's a problem. All right. Now, the other thing is that caught my ear was that it's got a couple cups, about a half inch to three-quarter cups, and they're 180 degrees across across from each other on the tire? Right. Yeah, they're about – yeah, they're just straight across from each other about. Okay. So what? Uh, I was just thinking, what exactly could cause that? The first thing that comes to my mind is brakes, but nah, I'd be more worried about what are you doing for balance. I, I run the Centromatics. Good, so we don't have to worry about balance. Now, have you felt the tire? Okay, to see I, just, if a, I, just, it, I just stopped what? here in this little town, and I got not quite two turns to the right. Okay, all right. Just so forget about that problem. A little bit. Yep. All right, so then the next question is, is there any feathered wear on the steer tires? I don't feel any. Don't feel any feather wear at all, huh? No, I don't. Okay, all right, all right. Does the truck pull to the right? A tiny, tiny bit, but I think it's, I mean, I think it's the pull of the road, and I've never, like I said, I've never rotated these tires either. Okay, all right. I I, I did did my good years. I was rotating them like every 25,000. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, if there's no feathered wear and you have less than two turns to the right and you're using centromatics for balance. Um yeah, with just two cups that aren't even eating up a whole rib. Right. How um many miles so far? Seventy some thousand. Mm. About seventy. About seventy. Uh what inflation do you run it? One twenty. Now, that's the minimum for that tire. You said you're running the heavy duties, right? Right, yeah. The the sidewall says 120, right? Right. Uh, And then I want 130. Yeah. I'm going to pump them on up a little bit. Yeah, pump them up a little more. It may or may not help. Normally, when the inflation's inflation's too low on these new tires, it cups in the middle ribs, not on the shoulder. So although although I'd like to see a little more, I don't think that's your problem. Um, just between you and me, and don't tell anybody else this, Continental is having a problem with their steer tires. Okay. okay? All right. So, shh. Keep it a secret. What? All right. I huh? had trouble finding the he- I had trouble finding the heavy duty steering tires in a in a twenty four five low pro. Oh, not very many people made it. Oh yeah. Twenty four five low pro. Yeah, not many people are making those tires anymore. They're all going twenty twos. Yeah, I well I I put super singles on the back, but I haven't low pro twenty twos on the back super singles, right. but I've never I've never changed my steering because I I'm have to buy some wheels and I'm too cheap to buy any. I don't blame you. There's no reason to change them unless you can't find the tires you want. Okay. Right. Well, uh, well that's that's probably why I'm gonna change them because I I can't find very many of them heavy-duty tires. It's, what, 16 blinds? 
Yeah, 16 ply. The other thing I will tell you is that nobody is spending much money doing research and development on a 24-5 tire. Yeah, and I was just wondering if maybe there's more manufacturing issues with that specific tire because they, they just don't work on them that long. Yes, nobody spends the time investing in those tires to make them. They just simply make a 22.5, they figure out how to do it, then they just blow it up and make it a 24.5. Right. Right. Okay? Right. Okay, now, uh, Jeffrey was cutting out. Did he actually say they, they have my filter made now? He, he said they should be ready this week. Oh, yes. this week. Okay. Okay, we were we were. I was crossing the Colorado line there when the, and I I lost you for a little bit. So that's good. we've got we've got it recorded on record that he said they're ready this week. <laughs> okay, and you can record this too. I'm at Holly, Colorado, and it's minus seven degrees. <laughs> well, we're at zero, so we feel bad for you. <laughs> uh, we do. <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys. Have a great day. Thanks a lot. Okay. Okay, Jeffrey, that was an interesting call. <laughs> and he had something for that's, you, too. Yeah, I, that's good. Yeah, it's good. Okay. All right, we're, we we're trying to, to get out there. Yes, we are. Did, did you mark that one down, Kev? Right, well, I will in a second. We'll okay. just get to this other one. Okay, the next one is what area code? 740. Oh, I know that one. Yeah, isn't that also California? That is California. Yeah, 760 and 740. No, it's not. It's Ohio. Ohio. <laughs> is he in Ohio? Uh, no. No. There's too much snow and cold in Ohio. He's yeah, got to be someplace else. a lot else. of reasons to leave. All right. Let's see where he's at. <laughs> Hello, Ohio. Hello. How you, um, how you doing? I'm actually in North Carolina right now. I knew he wasn't in Ohio. Ohio. <laughs> nice and warm over here in North Carolina. 60 degrees. I'm happy with it. Very good. Very good. Um, So what's up, buddy? I also got a question for Jeffrey because I just bought a new truck. Cool. And I've got a 587. And I was curious if they make a filter for that one yet. Peterbilt. And I've also got a, a tire question for you, Mike. Okay, we'll handle Jeffrey first. That That is probably the new filter that we are releasing uh, here in the next week or so. So um, if you want to, you can give us a call uh, tomorrow, and we can go ahead okay. and get you put on the list, and we'll, we'll see what we can do about getting one out. Awesome. Thank you. Two questions for you, Mike. I'm big fan okay, of the, yours. The first, the um, first one, the first one is cheap. The second one's going to cost you twice as much. Whoop it at us. Um, I just, I just bought a uh, an old Prime truck that's got super singles on it. Okay. And the sidewall says 120 pounds. Yeah, but I don't know if that's what I need to run in it, or if that's just the minimum. Well, the sidewall also says that it can carry nine thousand nine hundred pounds at one hundred and twenty psi. They say, this one says ten twenty or ten thousand two hundred. Okay, ten thousand two hundred, and you have to have one hundred and twenty psi to carry ten thousand two hundred, but you're only carrying eighty five hundred pounds. 
So you don't okay. need 120, okay? Is one now, is 115 okay? Because that's oh, about what I've been is, running in them. That's more than enough for the load. I think if we get the load and inflation chart out, that tire only requires about 90 psi to carry 8,500 pounds. But okay. All, we've always advocated, okay. and we always see in drive tires, more air. Yeah, we, we prefer a little more air to get better tire life. Yeah. Okay? So running 115 sounds real good to me. Sounds great. Okay. Now, I know that there's a thing called two-inch offset and zero offset. Yeah. How in the world do I know which one I've got? Well, do you have a tape measure? Not with me, no. But okay. my wheel have... sits inward, uh, more inward than it does outward. Like, I can't see it when I'm sitting in the mirror. All I see well, is that, the quarter that... fender. Yeah, I can't judge off of that. But in the center <laughs> of your wheel are the studs that hold the drive axle in place, those little little nuts. Got it? Yes, yes. If there, If the studs are almost even with the edge of the rim, you've got a zero offset. If those studs are set in about two inches, you got a two-inch offset. The studs for the axle? Yes. Okay. Um, they're they're almost even with the edge of the rim. You got zero offset rims then. Okay. Um, this is good. So that's the good one then, right? Correct. Because I, I, I know that there was something about wheel bearing issues with the two-inch offset. So I was that trying to correct. figure out which one I had. That way I knew. Yep, that is now, that sounds like right. Now, also, if you've got aluminum rims and you, you clean on the flange of the rim with a rag and get it cleaned up, you'll see stamped into the rim the model numbers, the weight capacity of the rim, the maximum inflation for the rim, and then it usually says two-inch offset or zero. Cool. I didn't know that. They are aluminum rims, yes. They're they're yep. um, Alco, I think they called it. Alcoa, yeah. Yeah, Alcoa. That's it. So probably stamped right on that on that flange, you can eventually find where it says what the offset is on the rim. Cool. All right. Thank you, sir. Not a problem. You have a great day. You too. Uh, we'll send you a bill for the second question. Yeah, we'll just hold the dollar up. Oh, I see how you are. Yeah, that's ah. where we are. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> you see the kind of people have to put up with Jeffrey. Great people, Yeah, they are great people. <laughs> All right, we've had two questions, and both of them included Jeffrey. So let's see. We got one more here. Let's see what he does. Yeah, we only have one more actual question. We got about a half hour. Left. If you guys don't have more questions or comments, I'm going to start singing. <laughs> you should be asking questions, Jeffrey. If you <laughs> okay, hold on. Nine four nine. What is it? Nine four nine. Nine four nine. Where is that? Well, it's uh, I, New York, California. California. You really are off today. <laughs> is he still in California? Uh, yeah, because every place else is frozen. Yeah, might as well be. All right, let's see if he's in California. All right. Nine four nine. It's gone. He was there and then he disappeared. Yeah, there he is gone. And what we're left with is 740. We just talked to 740. Yeah, that's a different one. That's Ohio. It's also Ohio. But he was in North Carolina. Right. All right, let's see what he's got. This one here, this one is another Ohio. Okay. Hello, Ohio. Hello, Iowa. Hi. Hiya. This sounds like Jerry. 
That's me. That's me. It is, Jerry. You didn't want me to sing. That's why you called in. <laughs> That's exactly right. I've heard you sing before. Interesting enough, somebody from California wanted to hear you sing. Yeah. What's up, Jerry? Hey, I got a question for Jeffrey. Cool. I don't own trucks. All right. Uh, but I've worked on a lot of heavy equipment with filter minders on them. And I just thought I'd ask what his opinion of the filter minders are. Because I've taken some off that still say they're good, and they're just dirtier and crap. You can knock five pounds of dirt off of them, but the filter minders still say they're good. <laughs> Matter of fact, my filter Most of those things are... had one on. I, I don't like them. Uh, I mean, I... I understand why they're on there, but the, to me, they most of the time they do not work. Yeah, so we yeah, uh, they just uh, monitor the vacuum, right? Yeah, in, in some instances, and you know, it, they like I said, some of them. Sometimes you can get a good one and it'll work perfectly, and then other times you'll have you know some little. Some little issue, it'll get bumped or something, and it it, it won't do anything. Um, so we we try to go off of a you know the mileage is what we like to go off of, um, and then the type of environment that you are you're running in. So you know if you're over the road, most of the time you can go off you know our you know thirty to fifty thousand miles is where we, when we want you to take your filter out and clean it. But then if you're, you know, hauling sand or, you know, what other kind of, you know, dirty environment that you can get in, that's when we we like to see it cleaned a lot more frequently. But the filter minders, the filter minders crapola. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, very rarely do they work, so. Okay, now Jerry. Jerry is an alignment yeah. guy. Jerry, have you figured out how these filters can help us get better tire wear? Well, I was thinking, uh, like you, with the cleaner air in the in the tires, it might uh, rotate better. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, uh, like I can say, we don't usually uh, work with modeling because when we make a truck go straight and smooth. The drivers tend to go faster and eat up that fuel mileage. That yes, they them. do. Yes, they do. So, uh, yeah, the mileage thing—I don't know. Um, hmm, that's a good question. Uh, We're going to have to experiment with that. Answer, you could answer that for me. That's why I, I don't think in. he studied it because they're only worried about the engines. I think we need to get some of their fleet air filters, filter the air, put it in the tires, and document what it does. There you go. There you go. I, I just, so you I make just them for air compressor. We may have some that will fit. I mean, we have done some equipment filters. So, put put me on that list. We'll have to think about that. (laughs) (laughs) All righty, thank you, Jerry. All righty, Mikey. Bye bye. Bye. Okay, so that was Jerry. That was Jerry Reed out of Eastern Ohio. Yep. Okay, who else we got there? There's a couple more of them popped up. Got one from the four one six area code. Four one six. 
Any guesses where that is? North Carolina. You're so far off it isn't even funny. This guy is colder than we are. He's in Ontario, Canada. Ontario, Canada. Let's see what the Canadian has to say. He's in Ontario. Yeah. You think he's in? Can't get out. His truck's frozen to the ground. Frozen to the ground. He's stuck. I think he. He might can't get out of his truck. I think he left Ontario in November. He's not going back. All right, let's find out. Hello, Ontario. Am I on? You're on. Good evening. What's up, um, buddy? Not bad, not bad. Thanks, guys. Uh, how's my connection so far? You guys can hear me all right? We can yeah. hear you real good. Right. Yeah. Very, well, very well, very well. Thank you. Maybe that's part of the connection. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I spoke with you guys a couple of weeks about an issue with my front axle, with the airbags, and having a, a bad a hit, my truck taking bad hits on dips. Yes. Uh, yes. All right. So a um, couple of weeks ago, uh, one of my tires uh, got punctured in a bad spot. So I I was, I had to make the decision of, I ended up getting two new tires. Okay. Um, and down the road, this was in uh, Montgomery, Alabama, and um, down the road from the tire shop, uh, there happened to be uh, an alignment shop called uh, Southern uh, Alignment and, and Frame Straightening. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know them. Nope. Do you know them by any chance? No, I don't. All right, all right. Uh, they seem to be... They seem to be... Uh, a real alignment shop, you know, they had equipment that gave me confidence. And, uh, but anyway, uh-huh. uh, I was under the suspicion that my front end was, my truck perhaps wasn't wearing tires properly. You know, my truck drive, dro- drove straight, but right. I don't know if my truck did the, the, the poor shape on the used tires. But anyways, to be on the safe side, you know, I wanted my new tires, you know, to be aligned. So I had them, I have them aligned. And... Mm-hmm. I, it only needed, according to their diagnosis, only the driver's side needed to be bent upwards a little bit so the tire would be level. Everything else then would be fine, and they brought my, my truck to alignment. Okay. Uh, didn't didn't notice much. My truck ended up driving just as he drove before, you know. But I was at least I I had peace of mind, right? Right. Now, um, I. You know, as I go, you know, I, I continue, I ask questions, I continue learning more. I still have that, that airbag issue, and I ended up, I was able to continue looking at my airbag, you know. And I've noticed that on the, the driver, the driver's side airbag is the one that is taking bad hits mm-hmm. on dips and, and stuff, right? So I've noticed that the bottom of the airbag, you can see no pedestal. Right. So... Uh, I'm still, you know, not sure if the airbag is it's leaking or something. So I'm now. I was also at a freight dealership, and I was able to have him pull up a graph of all the parts, you know, that my front end would have. And I've noticed mm-hmm. that there's a shim that's part of the front end underneath the, the airbag. Right. And on the airbag in question, I have no shim. And mm-hmm. now I was talking to one of 
the guys in my shop, we, I happened to go to a Christmas party and I said, hey, you know, I told them about my airbag issue and says, would you guys be able to fix it? Is this an easy job? Yeah, yeah, we, you can get them in and out. It's not a big job. So I ended up having, you know, the, the good news that an airbag is not that expensive. It's only a couple of hundred bucks. So um, now, um, you know, would replacing the airbag change my alignment? Would it need to be realigned? Um, doubtful. You you also have a leaf spring, correct? Yes, sir. Like a half. Okay. That sort yes. of part of the airbag uh, leaf spring. Right. Well, if they leave the leaf spring alone and just replace the airbag, you should not need another alignment. Now I like my trucks to be I like my trucks to be cute, you know, and I like that missing shim there now. That shim, if I want that shim, just so that it, everything is in original shape. Right. Now that I'm, I'm to, now that that I'm probably talking about more labor and more money, right? And that w- might change the alignment. No, Pattern. it really, sh- it really shouldn't. If they leave the right side intact, and all they do is lift the truck off, and they replace the shim, and they put the airbag back on, and they tighten it back down, it shouldn't change anything. All right. All right. All right, um, I'm willing to pay for a next question. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is going to be double. It's going to cost you twice as much. <laughs> yeah, two dollars. Wave them in front of the camera so we can see them. Okay. Great. Right. Now I um that was up until then, right? Then uh I was I ended up deciding to get also new drive tires, and I got a. Oh, by the way, in the front end, I put uh, BF Goodrich. I forgot the number. There's a letter in front, but they're 244. BF Goodrich, steer tires, 244. Are they good? Okay. Yeah, that's a good I, tire. I didn't have much tire. option. All yeah, right, that's all right, second-line tire. That's a good tire. Which is, obviously, All right, great. Tire. Yeah. Now, on the on the drives, I put on Michelin's XND2 or something like that. Yeah, and always, yeah. And I know they're pretty good, and... So yep. now, when I had those steer tires installed, mm-hmm. oh, by the way, the, the steer axles tires, they were balanced and installed. And unfortunately, I found out late, you know, that you can also put these, these systems that you guys were talking throughout the show to have the, the wheel also straight mm-hmm. in the axle. So yes. I wish I knew about that before I installed the tires, but... I already installed them without that, right? And It'll be okay. Now, It'll be all right. I did, all right. Now, in the drives, I didn't see these guys. I don't think they balance them. No, um, they don't. Not unless you pay extra okay. for it. Okay, okay. Now, could that... Now, uh, so my question is, what happened was the drive tires, after installation, uh, my... the up to the steer tire alignment, my steering wheel was straight pretty much in, in the, on the truck. Now, yes. when I had the drive tires installed, now my steering wheel pulls a bit to the right. Mm. And I cannot tell you guys if it pulls a bit to the right because, you know, the level of the road seems to always be different. At times, you know, the steering wheel would be right 
and the truck would wander a bit left or you pull right. Uh, so is something wrong in my, I mean, obviously I could use an all around three axle alignment as well, right? No, you've already had the three axle alignment. They did that for you down at uh, wherever the other place was. What has happened? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, the, the front axle was only, they only did front axle because I, I thought I was being smart, right. not being, I knew that the drives would come, not at that point, so I, I only did front, no, I only no. did steer alignment. No, no, that's not, that's not what happened. When you put the new tires on the rear, the tread is very uh, tall and very soft. Okay. And the rear end is walking around a little bit on the soft rubber. Give it a month or two, the rubber will harden up, the truck will settle down. Wonderful. Uh, so I do not need three axle alignment? No, not right now. If in a couple of months you still okay. have an issue, it's time to start. Now, what you should be doing is you should be feeling your steer tires for feathered wear. If you feel feathered wear, then yes, you need alignment. But if the tires feel good and all you're getting is a little back end walk around because you've got brand new tires, just drive them in and it'll be okay. All right, all right. Thank you very much. Now, I have a question for you. Yes, sir. You are from Ontario, Canada. Well, I am now in uh, between Minneapolis and Fargo. Yeah, but, but your, your, phone, your phone says you're from Ontario. Yes, sir. You do not have a Canadian accent. I am from the city of Buenos Aires, Argentina. I knew you were not a native. All right. <laughs> Argentina. I was at the CMC last, and I participated in uh, one of your talks. You Very did. good. I, I hope you enjoyed it. I loved it. Very good. A pleasure talking and to you, amigo. I, I was getting a little bored, and I'm glad you guys came on. Uh, you guys are, are as funny as the comedy great. <laughs> Gracias, amigo. Buenos dias. Have a good night, guys. You too. Bye bye. Okay, Jeffrey. How much did you pay him to say that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> he just got out of paying his bill. That was all. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Canadian or an Argentina, whatever, whatever dollars he has. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay, pesos. All right. Is that what they have there? I don't know what they got. Hell, I've never been to Argentina. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, What's the next area code? 218. 218. They got loonies. Loonies are what they have in Canada. Yeah, loonies in Canada. They're all just a bit of loony. Okay, where do you think 218 is? I'm going with. uh, I'm going to go. Good, Jeff. Minnesota. He is correct. Minnesota. This is the Sven and Ollie show. Right. We're going to see what Sven and Ollie have to say. Okay. Ready? Yep. yep. Oh, is he there? Hello, Minnesota. Hello. How Hello. you doing? Are you there? We're here. Are you I'm there? Oh, yeah, but only sleeping. <laughs> Are you no, still I in Minnesota or did you get out? Are you nuts? It's 25 <laughs> low up there. I'm on my way to Jeff's state. Good, good. All right. So what's up? Yep. Jeff's state. 
Well, I got a, a question for uh, Jeff, Jeff, and then I got a couple for you. Yes. Okay. Jeff's state. Okay. All Alabama. I yeah. got you. Yeah. Uh, I've got a, a 2000 International 9900, and mm-hmm. I was just curious on what uh, what the filters have thought, because I need two of them. You know, it's the canisters. Right. Uh, our dual our dual filters are five ninety eight for the set. That gets you both of them. Five ninety eight. Yes, sir. That's okay. three hundred dollars okay. a piece. Yep. Yep. Well, I, <laughs> I roughly put. Uh, I I run about well at least two, sometimes three a year of the Donaldson, and you know they're about. Seventy-five bucks for two of them. You right. Know, so so I mean, that's that's two and a quarter every year, and I should have uh, I should have invested in the fleet before, but hindsight's twenty-twenty. Yeah. So you only go yeah. on your current judgment. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, I appreciate it, Jeffrey. All right. Just let us know if we can help you out with it. Yes, I'll probably be giving you a call and. Uh, you know, I'll probably just get them directly from you. I'm thinking. Awesome. You know, it'd probably be the best, the best thing. Yep. Oh, no, there's a okay, question. Do you, does wait a minute? Does Fleet Air sell through distributors, or are you just a factory direct? Uh, we have uh, plenty of distributors throughout the country, and mm. uh, some in Canada as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, you you can go through us or any of our distributors and. You know, still get the same pricing on them. So, okay, so you don't undercut your distributors. That's a very smart deal. No, we we definitely wouldn't do that. Okay, very good. All right, what's your tire question there, my friend? Well, I got a couple of them for you. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, the first one is I'm thinking about putting on. Well, I need new shocks. And I, uh, on Kevin's program, I heard about Road King. I mean, mm-hmm. they're, they're pretty steady. But now they come out with a silver road. What what do you know about them? Nothing. I hadn't even heard of it. We, we, we have never done any testing or had any personal firsthand experience with Road King shocks ourselves. Now, some of our, our customers have had it. And some of our, our alignment shops that we've trained up have used them. But we personally have no personal experience to give you any information on it. Okay. Well, I know Kevin was standing behind him, and, and I know everything that I've – the advice that I have taken from him has, has been uh, real good. So. Well, then based on yeah, that, you could I, make your decision, but I can't endorse one way or the other. I, right. I have no interest okay. in, in disputing Kevin's conclusion. Yeah, I don't want to argue with Kevin. He says it's good, it's good. Yeah. Okay. Now, the next question, this isn't going to cost me, is it? Yeah, this is double. Get out the whatever. Double? Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. You, you, <laughs> you pay me double if you can answer a question. Okay, I'm, oh. I'm from Minnesota, correct? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, where in Minnesota would I be if I'm north of the Mississippi? 
Where would you be if you're north of the Mississippi? Well, you could be north of St. Cloud. You could be north of Minneapolis. You could be in Duluth. North of Duluth, I would think. Well, you, you don't you're have to be north of Duluth. Mississippi. Pardon? <laughs> I said you're, you're way south. Yeah, but any of those are north of the Mississippi. No, right. where the Mississippi, Mississippi starts. No. Oh, no, I don't know where it starts. It's way, up, it's way up by the Canadian border someplace, isn't it? Yeah, well, we're on the north side of it. Aha. We're north of the north side of yeah. the Mississippi. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're, you're way oh, the hell and gone up in the... In the mobile, which is the south side of the well, Mississippi. Yeah, yeah. If, I, uh, if I went over five blocks, I'd be in Ontario. So, uh, he's yeah. up there. Up there. That, anyway, now, compare, uh, compa- now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Compare where you're at with where Jeffrey is. Well, he's at the bottom and I'm at the top. There you go. But I would say I I got a dedicated run from there down to uh, Huntsville. So ah. this time of year, I'm loving it. That's a good deal. That's a yeah. good deal, buddy. All righty. Well, you have yourself a good day, and you keep the shiny side up. <laughs> well, I got a uh, question about wheelbarrow. Okay, go ahead. Sure. Uh, this one costs this triple. One, sure, yeah. <laughs> well, tell me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I, I put new ones on, and they just tightened them down, and they won't, uh, I don't know if they're, Know how tight you're supposed to put the wheel bearing in there with the lock nut. Mm-hmm. All right. Now this you said what? this was a two thousand model truck? Yeah, international ninety nine hundred. Okay. There's two different types of wheel bearings. It could be the type of bearing that has a sleeve between the inner and outer bearing, or it could be the one that has no sleeve in it. Very important distinction. Okay. If there is no sleeve, are we talking about they adjusted the bearing with no tires and no drums on it? They were just using the hub? I'm thinking they did. I wasn't there at the time. Okay. If I was in that condition and you had the double nuts, you had an inner nut and a locking nut on it, right? Correct. Then I would tighten the inner nut to 25 foot-pounds, and then I would jam the outer nut down. But if it was the sleeve type with the sleeve between the inner and outer bearing, I would tighten it down to 250 foot-pounds and then jam the outer nut down. That's quite a bit of difference between the two, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I don't seem to be having a problem. My tire wears good and and everything, but... No uh, not really. I mean, there's over two million miles on the truck, so. So everything vibrates a little bit. So there's probably no sleeve on that bearing. <laughs> At two million miles, we're going back. What year is this? It's a it's a two thousand. Two thousand. Yeah. Well, probably doesn't have the sleeve in it. Pro- it it may not, but it could. It's it could. it's right at that point where it could have been either way. Okay. okay, I don't think you got a problem. I don't think you got a problem. Okay. Yep. Okay. Well, thank you very much. You have a good day, buddy. 
Thanks for calling. Good. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Okay. We got How many more do we have? More. Do we have any more with questions? There is two more. Two more. Yeah. What, how long have we been doing this? It seems like it's been forever. It's been, we've got seven more minutes. Eight seven minutes. minutes. We're going to have to answer these questions fast. Who is All this right. guy? 270. 270. Well, that's Kentucky. Kentucky. Let's see where he's at. He's at the Mason-Dixon line. He could be north or he could be south. Hello, Kentucky. Hello. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, Are you... The Mason-Dixon line is actually between Pennsylvania and Maryland. Yeah, but it comes all the way west, and everybody north of it's a Dixon, and everybody south of it's a Mason. <laughs> well, I'm actually in Indiana. Ah, there you go. You crossed the line. <laughs> So what's well, up? I, I live right across the line. I keep a Kentucky telephone. It kind of keeps you incognito. That's a good plan. Got a question about a 2015 Kenworth T660. Got it. I, I ordered this truck to spec'd it out and everything. When we got it in, brought it in in the shop, first thing I noticed about it is level shop floor. Mm-hmm. It leans to the passenger side. Mm-hmm. And uh, okay. under the front axle, there are spacer blocks. Yep. And the first time I've, I've noticed these like this, I don't know what year they – I don't buy trucks very often, so I don't know when mm-hmm. they made the switch. It mm-hmm. doesn't actually have a caster wedge. The, mm-hmm. the wedge degree is built into the spacer block. Right, just like the Peterbilt's. All, yep. Yes, all one piece. for a long time. Yep. Uh, done a little bit of measuring, and right away mm-hmm. I found the lean, mm-hmm. called the dealer. dealer mm-hmm. called the factory, talked to engineers, whoever the salesman has for contacts, and mm-hmm. no one can give me an answer why the spacer block under the driver's side is 10 is taller. millimeters taller than the passenger side. Yep, yep. Do um, you know why? Uh, Freightliner does that. Volvo does that. Uh, Peterbilt, Peterbilt never did it, but now I see Kenworth's doing it. They believe that with the torque of the engine, it levels out the okay. truck. They're full of shit, but that's what they believe. How? Right. No it's way. It's on the it's wrong it's, side to do that. I know it's impossible. But that's because what they when believe. the engine torques, it it lifts the driver's side. That's right. So if you wanted to level it out, wouldn't you put the fatter shim under the passenger side? I would think so, but I've never been able to talk to anybody that listens to me because I don't have a college degree. <laughs> Does it hurt anything <coughs> to take it out and, and get the truck back to level? No, just switch them. Right. Just well, take the one on the left side and put it on the right side. Put the one on the right side and the left side and see if it levels it out. About half the time it does. The other half of the time, okay. you've got to find two of them to the same height. Okay. And if you don't want to worry about getting two of them that are the same height, and if you switch them and it doesn't work, I find myself an extra steel plate that I can put under one of the blocks, the short one, to match it up with the tall block. And a lot of those uh, alignment chimps are actually aluminum they're putting under there, so even if you can't find steel, I mean, you yeah. don't have to worry about, unless you're putting in wood, you don't have to worry about Well, a lot of the riser blocks are aluminum. 
So it doesn't matter. Just material to fill it up. Wood doesn't work real good. No, don't use wood. Wood's not good. <laughs> okay. And then uh, two, two or three weeks ago, I heard you talking about caster angle. Yes. And I thought I heard you say that it does affect the ride. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. Yes, so it does. Desperately, yeah. I was thinking about changing some things in this front end to get this truck to set level, and the truck Change. has it, it, the ride's bad, very bad yeah. in the front. Yeah. And I was wondering if, in the same process, being that's all made into one piece, could I change the caster angle and have some right effect then, yeah. on the ride? Yes, you can. Now, what you do, if you don't have a, dig- are you going to do the work yourself or have somebody else do it? I will probably attempt it myself. Okay. If you go down to Lowe's or Menards or one of those handy stores, Home Depot, you can find yourself a little digital level, six-inch long digital level. You might spend 70 or 80 bucks for it. I don't know. You bring it back. You put it on top of the frame of the truck right up over the steer axle, and it's sitting on the frame front to back, and you zero the level. Then you set it on the axle right next to the U-bolts, and you get a reading there. Now, whatever yes, the reading the is, pad, where, where, the, the, uh, where the, the, this the block is sitting the axle, on. Where, right. where everything sits. Yes. Right. Whatever right. the difference between the, uh, the frame and the axle is, that's the caster. Right. Without even okay. having to worry about the floor being level. Yeah, you don't care about the floor level. It doesn't matter. Okay. What's the difference between the frame and the axle. Now, let's say that it's five degrees. It might be four and a half. Okay. okay. Two degrees is what you want. And you can buy caster wedges in different half-degree increments. And so let's say you've got five degrees. That means you want to reduce it two and a half degrees, right? Right. So you go to an alignment shop. You buy two two two-and-a-half-degree shims. You put them on top of the riser block on both sides, one on either side with the thick side to the front. When you set the truck back down, you put the level back up on the frame of the truck. You put it back on the axle. It should say about two degrees. Now, okay. for every degree of caster you take out of the front end of the truck, you reduce the road shock 10%. Wow. So if you reduce it 2.5 degrees, you just took 25% of the road shock out of your front end. Reducing wow. the caster also increases your steer tire life by about 10% for every degree you take out of the front end. Okay. It's a simple process. Can you take no too much of it out? Yeah, if you go too far down, the truck road wanders and it doesn't want to stay straight. And like you have no Okay, sensor. so you do need some caster. You need some, and we find on a tandem drive axle power-steered truck, you need about two degrees. That's where we get our best average performance. Yep. Okay. Well, I need to gather up some parts, and I've got a project. There you go. That's right. And it's not hard to do. Alrighty. Uh, is it is it not wise to reuse the U bolts? I use reuse them all the time. Yeah, you're gonna bring a new truck, you use them. Go ahead, no problem. And if you if you put new ones in, the new ones are gonna stretch in a thousand to fifteen hundred miles. You got to retighten them. Right, the old, the used ones are right. already stretched. Okay. Yeah, so just use them. No big deal. As long as the threads are maintained, okay. you know you'll be fine. All right. All right. That's great. Hey, it's fifteen degrees here. All right, you warm. <laughs> Bye. 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 And he's in Indiana. Okay. Right, we got two more, and we're just about out of time. So well, can you want to hang in, Jeffrey, or you want to get out of here? All right. 
I can hang yeah. in. All right, let's see. Right. Maybe they got a question for you. It's worth a shot. 201. 201. 201. Hey, oh, that's going, Jersey. Guys? Hey, Jersey, Jersey, how you doing? New Jersey. Pretty are good, how about you? you? We're pretty good. Yes, are you sir. there or are you someplace else in the country? It says it's there. No, I'm, I'm in New Jersey. I'm in my garage right now. <laughs> ah, good place to be. It's nice and warm. What's up? Uh, listen, got a question for you guys. Um, at around 25 to 30 miles an hour, like let's say I'm cruising through traffic, feel like my truck is bouncing up and down, up and down, like I'm going on speed bumps. Is that tire, rim, or bearings? Do you feel well, it in the steering wheel or in your seat? I feel it in my seat. Okay, it's a driveline vibration. And driveline mm-hmm. vibrations can come from a lot of things, including clutch, clutches. It can come out of the transmission. It can come out of the rear diffs. It can be an out-around tire. There's, mm-hmm. there's just a ton of things that could cause that kind of driveline vibration. Yeah. How can I, I uh, go through the... Yeah, out-around tire. Well, How the can first I go thing through I... the process of elimination? Okay, the first thing that I would do is I would put it up on jack stands with the wheels off the ground and jack stands where the U-bolts are. At least the rear wheels. Yeah, all the rear wheels. Yeah. Up. The front wheels I don't care about because it's not a front-end vibration. I would rotate the tires and take all the rocks out because they're going to come out anyway. And I would mm-hmm. run it up to speed on the jack stands and have somebody draw, walking around and looking at the tires to see if he can see something jumping up and down. And if it's coming okay. up at 25, 30 miles an hour, it should, it should be pretty visible pretty quick. Yeah, if it's the tire, it'll be visible. If it's in the truck, you won't see anything in the tires. And then you'll know that you got you got the drive line. Is yeah, the issue. and there's a okay. whole process. But when I get up to like 60, it, it kind of disappears. Right, so we're looking 60, for what's 60, 65, it's just gone. Is it worse yeah. when there's torque on it, or is it worse when you're uh, cruising on it, when, when you're just coasting? Uh, you know what? It's if I'm coasting, you know, I feel it's bouncing up and down. I give it gas, and it kind of starts to go away. It gets it's a little less pronounced. But still, only there twenty-five to thirty. Yeah, that and and it starts at twenty and goes all the way up to sixty. No, up to up to around forty, forty, forty-five. And then it goes away. Does it come back again later? Or is it just completely gone? No, then. It's, it's pretty much completely gone. I mean, you feel some kind of vibrations, but I'm, you know, it's 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 not as bad as when it's at twenty five thirty. I mean, okay. twenty five thirty. I'm bouncing up and down in my seat. Yeah, I I would be looking at the tires, but based on the fact that it goes away, tells me it's probably not the tires. It's more than likely a un joint or a clutch or a carrier bearing or something like that. Mm-hmm. So and, focus on the drive drive line. Right. right, it's in the drive line, definitely. The end of the engine and the beginning of the pumping. Right, somewhere in there. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much. Good luck to you, buddy. Good luck. Thanks. Bye. Okay. We got two more. We, we're out of time. We're out of time. We got to go. We do got to go. We appreciate everybody calling. We're sorry we can't get to everybody. Jeffrey, we really appreciate you coming in and educate us on air filtration. Right, and we're going to be back thank next you. year. Thank you for having. Me. Yeah, oh, glad you. to do it. If you guys want to do this again sometime, let us know. We'd be glad to have you on. Yeah. Awesome. We appreciate you guys. All right. With, this is the last show of the year, folks. We will not be back until in January and not January 1st. We're going to be drunk watching football at that time. So 
Y'all have yourself a good one, and we'll let you know when we're back on the air. Thanks for joining us on Rolling Toe. If you like what you heard here, leave us a rating and review on iTunes or listen to our other shows at audioroad.letstruck.com. To get in touch with our tribe, call us at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Thanks for joining us for the ride down the audio road. 